0: Hello, everyone, and thank you so much again for joining us here on Texas Running Radio. Uh, I think this is episode seven or eight. Very exciting to be back here, Uh, once again, covering all the cross-country and track and field this season, cross-country action across the state. Um, And, you know, to recap some of that, we do have photo, video, interviews from a whole bunch of meets this weekend. I personally was out at the Lucas Lovejoy uh, XC Fall Festival. It was a great meet to cover. So much awesome, exciting action there. Um, down to the wire finishes, uh, you name it, it was there. It's all recapped in the race video, in the interviews, so be sure to check out those. We had um, my buddy Will. He was out in the Houston area doing a great job covering the Cy Woods um, Wildcat Invitational there and the Brenham Halacious Invitational on Saturday. Awesome, great coverage there still. Interviews, photos, check it all out. But, you know, let's hit a few meets that we weren't at this weekend to give you some of the big insights and big recaps there. One big recap is from the Boswell Pioneer Trail run. David Strom won the race 1534. great finish for that senior. but another really impressive thing was the Keller Timber Creek guys. They won the meet scoring 33 points. They had a 46 second average between the, their one through five split. a great squad there doing great things. Um, definitely guys to look out for in the coming meets here. And on the girls side, uh, Kate Kate Patrick from Dallas Ursuline Academy. Uh, had a very strong race. She ran 19.03 for the win out there. And same thing, the Keller Timber Creek girls won, scoring 34 points. So their team takes home double victories, both the guys and the girls taking on those first place trophies. Uh, Kate Kate Patrick, she um, scored first and her team ended up taking second place. Also an impressive performance there. They scored 75 points, Uh, a great run by all there. Now let's go over to Texas A&M, the Texas A&M Invitational. Uh, this was a huge race, and the real big race here that look will look out and watch for was the girls' maroon race. Uh, Julia Haymack, she is from Houston Lamar, 11th grader. I think everybody knows her. She ran 16.42 for the win, uh, a great time there on that three-mile course. In uh, second was Kayla Petrell from Houston Memorial. She ran 16.50. The first-place team, though, were those Kingwood girls. They're still rocking and rolling. They scored 46 points very impressive finish by them uh and then the young squads from cypress woods and katie seven lakes were just behind them in second and third so very impressive performances by all those girls at that meet um another meet to watch out for is that islander splash invitational there were some great times run there i know in the guys gold race we saw sam worley from new brothels canyon he won it running fifteen thirty three. um then in second place was ethan hagman Um, from san antonio holmes here in 1537 so great performances there uh the smithson valley though they were the team in both races to watch the guys won the race with 137 points and in the girls gold race smithson valley won with 26 points that's right 26 points great performance by them both squads again kind of like the keller timber creek you know both teams teams to look out for they're on the rise they're coming in strong and then, obviously, there was the Cy Woods and Brenham Halacious Invitationals, which we got Will on the. Well, we got Will coming up here. He's going to talk to us about everything that happened to those Invitationals, some great insight there to the Houston area races that were really rocking and rolling this weekend with the Woodlands guys, Cinco Ranch, uh, even Austin Westlake's Matthew Kearney was out there. So, you know, without further ado, here is our conversation with Will about those meets at the Houston area. Okay, thank you, Will, for joining us here on Texas Running Radio. Um, you know, you were out at those uh, those two meets, the Cy Woods uh, Wildcat Invitational and the Brennan Hallacious. Uh I guess talk to me a little bit about the meets and how they went. What uh, what were some of the things that really stood out to you? Oh, uh, man, uh, first of all, the Cy
1: Woods Wildcat in a, in a Invitational, it was a pretty good meet. It was well-run, uh, organized, uh, Austin Wesley came down to Houston and, uh, had a, a good bunch of kids. Uh, talked to the Side Lakes girls coach. And uh, before the race came, you know, started asking, did he bring his girls? Because uh, I, I knew they brought Matthew Kearney. Uh, he was like, yeah, we brought them, but they're just sophomores and uh, two of the classmen. Uh, but the kids came down. Uh, I think the girls got like first or second or first or third. And uh, they came with a third place trophy. And I think they're JV girls won. So uh, they came down. They competed well. They had fun. And a friend of a group of kids. Uh, of course, Matthew Kearney, everybody knows um, he's a, a good standout, one of the top 10th graders in the nation, definitely one of the top runners in the state. He uh, ran very well. So I was very impressed with them. Sidewoods uh, uh, rested their girls. They ran Saturday at, at um, AM and a couple other girl, uh, teams there at Kingwood. But uh, Houston Bel Air boys ran well, the Cypress Girls JV team ran well. Uh, pretty good meet. Um, I was also surprised with the Tassel City kids. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, interview earlier this year at Friday Night Lights, but we talked to the Tassel City head coach, Coach Simmons, and uh, he was pretty much, uh, you know, talking about the district they're in with Kingwood and Woodlands, just saying that they're probably finished fifth or whatever. I mean, but if you look at the results, they had, what, maybe five kids under 17 minutes, you know, 1620s, 1630s. So Coach Simmons was maybe playing possum a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Southwoods, it was a great meet. Uh, coaches, uh, Coach Z, Coach Deverell, they do they a, a very good meet. Well, first. Uh, Saturday, I went to the Brenham-Helaces meet. And uh, I'd never been there before. You know, I saw a lot of pictures, heard a lot about it. Um, and, you know, being from Illinois and you're from New York, you know, we run a lot of hills. And down in Texas, a lot of flat ground. Mm-hmm. You know, except
0: down
1: in West Texas Austin. Uh, but man, it, it was... When they say hellacious, it was a very hellacious course. I think you'd have been impressed with it. Uh, but, again, a, a very well-run meet. Uh, yeah, I think one of the things I came away impressed with was the Woodlands. I and mean, no surprise there, but uh, you know how uh, we have the articles about their JV team being one of the best teams. Man, they went 1-2 team-wise. The first seven guys, of course, won, but they're 8 through. Fourteen kids are, are just as solid as anybody's team, and man, they, they, man, they, they ran, they ran their tails off. Strike Jesuit, of course, is one of the top teams in Houston. They got third, uh, but for your B team, pretty much your JV team, to really go and be one of the top teams in the state in the Houston area, that was a very, uh, very big accomplishment. So, uh, two good meets, two different days, uh, lots of talent, uh, two great courses, and it was fun to watch.
0: Definitely, yeah. That sounds awesome. I mean, that that Brenham Halacious course, those hills, like like you said, like I'm just I was kind of blown away. I was even up in uh, a bit Lovejoy, and there were some hills there, and I was like, wow, these hills are actually a uh, pretty good size for for what we've seen. Um, you know, so I guess talk to me a little more about that atmosphere there at that Brenham Malicious meet and with the hills, and you know, how did the kids kind of attack these and what, what were they thinking as far as you know? Because that's kind of a good a preview to the state meet. I, I feel like with the, the course here in uh, Austin. Um, you know that they kind of have any similar to that. Because I know a lot of kids up in, in Lovejoy kind of compared like what they were doing at, at Lovejoy to the state meet. You know did that kind of helped these kids that are looking to go to states at all.
1: Yeah, uh, well, we talked to several people, and uh, I didn't get a chance to interview the Woodland kids uh, like I planned to, or uh, Coach Green. Uh, but pretty much, she takes the kids up there as like a preview for the state meet. You know, everybody runs in Houston is kind of flat, but they get that in to get a taste of what it's going to be like. And I, I honestly, in personal opinion, I never ran at either one of them. But I just viewed them mm-hmm. uh, from a spectator's point of view. But I, I, I think that Burnham Bren, of course, is a little tougher than uh, the state meet. So, yeah, those kids would be very well prepared for the state. Um, but a lot of kids had run there before. A lot of the Woodlands kids, they've run there two or three years in a row. Uh, several teams have been there. Uh, but you also had new, new teams there. And shockingly, a lot of people ran personal bests. And I kind of asked them, like, how do you do that in a course like this? And, man, they, they just didn't know. Uh, everybody, like, they were apprehensive and they said it hurt. But after the race, everybody was like, man, that was so much fun. So, but definitely a great atmosphere. Uh, we talked to Coach Hall. He did a great job out there. Man, the Brenham volunteers were out there full force. It's a hard meet. And, uh, like, the, next, the last three races, it got pretty hot out there. And uh, some of those kids, uh, I going to show the highlight video. We had a lot of kids uh, tumble over those hay bales going up the hill, and a couple kids, you know, had a little little heat problems. But yeah, not a not an easy course, to say the least. But fun to watch, and I'm sure fun to run.
0: Oh man, that's that's crazy. I did I did catch a couple of the interviews, and uh, you know that was that was impressive. That some of those girls were like, "Yeah, I did PR today," and it's like, "How do you PR on such a tough course?" But that's that's awesome for them. I mean, um, and you know. You know, looking at that at that girls' race too, uh, Reagan from Cinco from Cinco Ranch, she she got another win there, and the girls' team pulled off a win. What did you think about their their uh, performance there? That uh, that seems pretty pretty big for them. I mean, they're they're a young squad and they're they're kind of rolling too. I mean, them and Seven Lakes, who wasn't at this meet, but you know, they're still still doing a pretty good job of rolling right along uh, at Cinco Ranch. Right,
1: and um, you know, Cinco Ranch, I'm. I'm... You, you kind of compare them to, like, the Woodlands. They've been rolling all year. Uh, you know, we've seen them several times. Uh, but Reagan, the fell, ran very well, uh, 1806. Uh, her teammate, Megan Hopper, was out there in the lead as well. Uh, they were pretty much out there. They took off from the gun. And uh, I, I think they're getting comfortable running out there alone. Um, and, like, they, they had a couple other girls, I think uh, Nielsen. And they, they just have a good group of kids, and they, they go out to compete. Uh, they had a little competition out there with Cy, Cy Fair, um, they ran very well, but Cinco Ranch was pretty much the class of that, meet girls-wise, and man, they they took out there and, and they were on hard, we, we interviewed them and asked them about, uh, you know, I, I just jokingly asked them about the Katie and their district meet, their, their independent school district, about them going one, two, three, and all three teams making the state, and they said that would be awesome, uh, because, you know, Seven Lakes is running well, um, Katie High School is running very well and even some of the youngsters at Katy Tompkins it is a very competitive racing environment out there and uh Katy Cinco Ranch is re- really solidifying themselves as one of the top girls team by here guys as well but the girls there yeah, very classy team very friendly girls and they race hard
0: yeah that and uh you know you said like the guys there too i mean Nathan Gift he broke up that that Woodlands i mean they would have swept it if it wasn't for Nathan there um you know, an impressive race on the guy's side for him. Um definitely. I mean anything to add on to that about Nathan's race and uh
1: Yeah, well, you know, we saw Nathan at uh, Friday Night Lights and then at the Seven Legs showcase. Uh he hit the ball rolling like the girls, uh with two early, early season uh big time wins. And uh this race was, was no different. Uh of course Daniel uh Golden and the Woodland kids took it out at a very, very good uh first mile pace. And uh, you can see Nathan was back a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he was just kind of biding his time, knew a pace. But in that second mile when Daniel Golden kind of took off, Nathan Gift was right there chasing him. Uh, and even up to the last, even, even to the line, uh, he was he was right there running those hills. Uh, Nathan is, he, I think he may be the top guy in Region 3. In the U- uh, I don't want to say but in Region 3, he seems to be the favorite. Uh, man, meet after meet, he's just up there rolling with the big dogs. And uh, he's running very well, very well
0: awesome yeah I, I hope i get a chance to watch him at some point this season i did get to watch those woodlands guys when i came out with you to uh the region three preview but uh you know speaking of big meets and and big times coming up here there's the nike south invitational coming up this weekend uh out there in the houston area this weekend i got mcneil here in austin you're going to be covering that nike south meet uh talk to me a little bit what you're uh excited to watch there at that nike south meet
1: well you know it's, it's out at the woodlands uh of course it's always uh, an outstanding atmosphere they're going to make a fun race uh just a fun time to have for cross country and distance running uh, but I, I guess we're just I'm just waiting to see who's going to be there because you know you have the like you said the McNeil invite and Nike south two huge meets going on in the state um of course uh i I think if I saw earlier that Amarillo Tescosa is supposed to be coming down so uh they, you know they got two very good runners and an awesome team so mixing up with the woodlands anybody comes around from dallas uh ought to be a very exciting race uh even the girls you know we'll see who from the area will be there ought to be uh you know a very fast course pretty flat um and out like i said outstanding atmosphere i'm I'm really excited to see uh who comes to nike south and who's at uh, mcneil ought to be uh, another great weekend for texas cross country.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely with uh, these both these big meets. I actually talked to the McNeil coach earlier, and he was telling me there's like four thousand runners coming to his meet, and then there's probably going to be the rest of the states at this Nike South meet. Um, and you know, getting that big and important pre- course preview of the uh, the regional the Nike regional course uh, is this a meet that you've ever been to? I, I have not been to the McNeil meet, and I'm really I'm really excited for it.
1: I have actually, I've never been to the Nike South. Uh, been to the regional meet uh, several several years in a row. Um, I just, I haven't made it to the Nike South, uh, but I'm excited to go this this Saturday. Uh, I'm looking for big things and, you know, see who shows up and looking for a good race, uh, from start to finish.
0: Definitely. And some of what are some of those things on the course that you have saw? I mean, cause it's the same course. So what are some of the things that, uh, you know, really kind of stick out to you when you've watched kids run it or saw kids run that, uh, are some things that, you know, they should be looking forward to or looking, looking to get after a little bit.
1: from the start uh, to the first turn, you have like, man, I don't know, uh, maybe 400 meters. So it's a straight dash all the way down. um, So you you have a good opportunity to fight for position, to get a good position. Uh, And pretty much after that, if you're not in the, you know, where you need to be, it's kind of hard working your way through because it kind of narrow lanes um, when when there's a lot of kids. Uh, But the surface, uh, it's on a soccer field. They also have some gravel, um, but it's real smooth. It just seems like a, a very fast course. Uh, there are some turns in there which, you know, can slow it down a little bit, but they always have great competition out there. But uh, it's, a, it's a wide course. It's a great spectator course, uh, spectator-friendly. Should I say, they have a little part where you go in the woods, and, uh, I mean, they have this hill out there, and you have a lot of spectators out there, and you've got the PA system, the music pumping, and you take this little run right through the crowd a couple times. And it's got to be uh, such an uh, exhilarating feeling as, a, as an athlete to run through that. The community out there in the Woodlands uh, is just so awesome. And you run through there, it's, it's got to get you pumping. So um, as, as an athlete, and as a spectator, awesome. So uh, as an athlete participating, I can only imagine what that must feel like, you know, in the middle of the season, getting out there in front of that uh, very running conscious community and, and just running well. Like fast course, uh, spread out, easy to view from anywhere. And uh, yeah, it's always an awesome sight out there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it
0: once again. Awesome, very cool. Well, well, you know, obviously you've been crushing it with coverage out there in the Houston area, uh, doing a great job. Thank you so much for all that, and you know, look forward to seeing what you get this weekend at the Nike South Meet. So, yeah. thank you so much for being on this week again, and uh, you know, good luck this weekend, and I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'm I'll be talking to you. So, but awesome, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, again. Thank you to Will. He's been doing an excellent job out there in the Houston area covering those meets. Um, it's been really tough for me to get around to everywhere, and you know Will's just been crushing it out there in Houston, uh, doing a great job, making sure that you know Houston area is covered just as much as any of the other areas. Uh, so thank you again to Will for that. Um, and, you know, this week obviously, along with that Nike South meet that Will was mentioning and we were talking about, there is another huge meet. That is the McNeil Invitational. That's kind of the state course preview. Uh, get people a little amped up. Get people ready and rolling. Uh, you know, get that visualization of what it's going to look like when you're at that state meet. Um, so we talked to Coach Glenn Roberts a little bit about how the preparation for the course is going, what kind of competition is shaping up to be there, and you know what he's most excited for about the McNeil Invite coming up in Round Rock. Uh, here's our conversation with him about the meet. Hello. Hey, Coach Roberts. Yes. Hi, this is Brian Diebel. How are you?
2: I'm good.
0: Hey, thank you so much for joining us uh, on Texas Running Radio to talk a little bit about uh, McNeil coming up here. Okay. Um, you know, so I guess I just wanted to kind of get get a feel for, um, you know, this is a big meet coming up, kind of the state course preview. Um, you know, what are some big right. teams entered so far, um, and what, what's kind of the competition looking like? I know uh, entries don't close until later tonight.
2: Yeah, the injuries closed it, at uh, midnight tonight, and um, I, I looked right before you called, and we were up to 4376 on the number of uh, total runners that were entered in the meet. Now, of course, you know some will not show up, but uh, so far we have a, a, a little over 4,000 that are entered to run the 12 different races that we have.
0: Wow, that's, that's quite a bit of, uh, of runners there. I mean, most meets I think I've been to. Um, it have been about 2,000. So, you know, what's it, what's it like to put on and host a meet like this with so many runners?
2: It's, uh, it's a little stressful week. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, and, and uh I try not to let little things bother me and, about it. But um, I've got a lot of help, and I've got a great support staff and, at McNeil High School, and we have a, a lot of people that help, um, you know, along with the Booster Club, that helps bring it together and we start working on it in June and, and uh, getting everything squared away so it, it kind of helps to be prepared ahead of time for, for those little things
0: mm-hmm, definitely and uh, you know I'm sure you've probably been out to the course uh, a few times already correct me if I'm wrong um, yes uh,
2: last week I did a, a preliminary plen- uh, mark off of the course um, by using wheels and then using GPS and we mark it off the 5k and, and the 2 mile uh, we go through it about uh, around five to six different times to make sure we have the measurement uh, precise and, and sure. And uh, uh, we got it set as of last Thursday, and then we're gonna uh, the painting's gonna take place on Tuesday, and uh, then the rest is set is Thursday and Friday.
0: Wow, you know, so getting out there that many times on the course. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed this year that, uh, you know, I know a lot of courses around here have had a real bad problem with cracking and drying spots. Is there anything like that that you guys have noticed and had to fix?
2: Yeah, we have. We do have a lot of cracking like everybody else. Um, you know, we had a good rain shower come through last Friday, and that kind of helped with a lot of the, the dust and, and dirt. But the parks and rec people out there uh, have done a good job about, um, you know, watering and and the grass is really green in a lot of places instead of a bunch of just dead grass. Uh, As far as, you know, being in a year as hot as it is with the drought, the park looks pretty good at this point.
0: Wow, awesome. Um, And, you know, obviously, I mean, this course is is one of the staple courses, the state meet. Um, You know, obviously very little change on it that happens. What's, uh, you know, what's one of the challenges of the course that, that, you know, you find most challenging and that uh, runners can really look forward to or kind of, fear be you know mindful of when they're they're kind of getting ready to race this meet well crop. the
2: back the backside side of the 5k uh is a lot of um slight gradual hills there's a lot of uphill and of course the finish the last 200 meters of the race is 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 uphill um a slight uphill and then you kind of level off for that last 50 meters so it's a pretty challenging course over the years um that i've done the race i've seen some of the The best runners in the state have a hard time, you know, navigating the course. And that's that's why a lot of teams like to come out and and get an idea or a sense of uh, where it is, um, you know, that that they need to do their things at and where the different markers are. So um, I've run the course before with kids, and it's one of the most challenging courses out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would, what would be some of the, the, I guess, the recommendations that you give to, you know, your team or any, any athletes running it? Um, you know, what would some of the things that you'd recommend for them to do to, to best be prepared for that, for those challenges? I think time? a lot
2: of, I, I think a lot of the teams, um, a lot of them get there and there's a lot of hype. I mean, you're talking about 400 people in a race and all that, you know, they're hyped up, there's a big crowd. And I think a lot of the runners start out too fast and, and, you know, especially in that gold race, um, there's, there's some runners that might be in there that, because they have two or three really elite runners on their team and they run a little faster than the pace they should. And my biggest, um, thing that I tell my kids is to keep an eye on their, their watches and run the pace they should be running. If, you know, if they're way ahead of their pace, they're not just having a, an awesome day on the hardest course. They're, they're, uh, They're going out too fast to start with, and they're going to have a hard time finishing.
0: Gotcha. So definitely one of those courses that you don't want to get out too, too hard on, but, you know, it's probably a little inevitable just because there is such a big pack and so much excitement buildup.
2: Right. Um, And and this year, the weather's, I mean, the weather's going to be a factor. I mean, I think the high that day is supposed to be 93. Obviously, it'd be cool in the morning for some of those races. But as the day progresses, I mean, it's just... we're we're kind of stuck in this heat pattern. And I would hope that most of those kids and and coaches have talked to their kids about hydrating really well.
0: Yeah. It's definitely supposed to be a a scorcher out there. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about some of those top guys who are, who are some of the the top teams and top top guys coming into this meet? I mean, I haven't saw the entries list obviously yet. It doesn't close. like I I really hadn't
2: looked at, I mean, you know, Highland park is coming like they usually come and they always have a, a really good team. Uh, Pflugerville-Hendrickson from our area has a, a good team. Uh, Round Rock has a good team from our area. Um, you know, there's um, teams from El Paso. Uh, there's several teams from the Dallas-Fort Worth region. And then, of course, the Valley teams, PSJA, Memorial. Uh, I know they're coming for sure along with some other Valley schools. So uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a wide variety uh, and, and really – Till tonight, till I get them all in, because uh, I hate to say somebody's going to be in it, and then at the last minute they change their mind and they're going somewhere else or whatever. So, I think tomorrow, and and on our website we will we will put you know post up of the teams that are entered in the meet and who's coming for those that want to look.
0: Awesome, um, and you know just you just kind of mentioned it. I mean, there you said there's over four thousand runners, people coming from across the state, El Paso, Dallas, Houston, uh, you know, everywhere. You know what's it mean to like host such a prestigious meet like this, and you know obviously on the state course so that that helps it. Um, but you know what's it mean for you and the and the school to be able to do this year in and year out and put on such a you know a, a good event or great event.
2: It's it's just uh, it's it's overwhelming at, at at a point in time, but it's gratifying when it's over with because uh, you know you get to meet a lot of people, you get to meet a lot of coaches, uh, you, you have a part in uh, making it, you know. A uh, uh, really exciting meet for your kids and, and hosting it here in, in your own town, and and so it's it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. And and again, if I didn't have the community and the parents and the people that are in the McNeil community, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, they do a lot of work, and there's a lot of work they've been doing for the last three months just to get ready for this.
0: Gotcha. And, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about the, some of the big things that the athletes should be aware of on the course and out there, but what are some big things as far as, like, parking or different things like that that coaches should should know and need to be uh, uh, ready for and be prepared to to face, I guess, when they get there?
2: The, the parking is um, the same as it's been in the past. The coaches and the, the teams, the team buses, team vans will come in the back section of the park. Um, They'll enter through that part and they should have no problem getting right in. Um, if the teams try to come in the front section of the park, they're going to be turned around and sent around to the back. Um, that's only for the spectators, the Dell Diamond side or on highway 79 and that the spectators will come in there and there's a $3 admission, uh, per person. Um, which I know a lot of cross country meets don't charge, but with something this big and the number of restrooms and, and workers we got we we have to charge to be able to pay for it and a lot of people ask sometimes why we're charging for the meat um it's it's to pay for some of the, the good services we have like the the race timing and those those things
0: gotcha um and you know obviously uh big meat for you lots of hard work going into it what's uh, i guess the most exciting thing for you personally um, when the meet is kind of meet day, meet atmosphere what what makes you the most excited when the meet actually gets here
2: well you know there's a lot of cool things uh, you know my dad was a coach for 30 years and so I, I do see a lot of, of people when I was growing up that are still coaching I see a lot of coaches I've known from all over the state and it's good to, to get to see those coaches and, and see how things are going and, and get their viewpoint Um It's also really good to, to coach and, and look up and see some kid, you know, wearing a jersey or something. And they're, you know, running for a university now. And they've come back to watch the meet and they're in town. And I know Texas is having a big meet on Friday out at Balconies and there's several runners that have run for us and other schools that are, that will show up Saturday. And it just makes you feel good when you see that those kids have carried on past. Our level and, and moved on to the university level.
0: Yeah, so just I mean that tradition just really sticks with a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of coaches and parents right. and people who come to that meet. Um, that's, yeah, that's awesome. yeah,
2: it's a it's a it's it's a a huge undertaking, but well worth it in the end. Um, it, it's just a, a highlight of our year, and again, you know the people that help. And, you know, I really hadn't said much about the Parks and Recreation in in Round Rock, but um, the Parks and Recreation Department for Round Rock are probably the best I've ever worked with. I mean, they will bend over backwards to make everything accommodating for us, to help us with the park, and make sure that it's ready so the spectators have a good view. it's one of the few courses you can kind of stand in one place and get to see the runners several times. You know, you go to a lot of meets and they go off in the woods, and then you don't see them till they finish. This course, you can stand pretty close to the finish line and get to see the runners come by you two or three times before they finish.
0: That that's awesome. That's really cool. You know, this is actually this is actually my first uh, first season as the Texas Mile Split Webmaster, um, and I'm really excited. You know, all I've heard is that you know McNeil is a huge meet. And there's just so much excitement and build-up, and to talk to you and to hear how all this excitement and build-up is there, um, it's just it's really cool, and I'm excited to be there. Um, you know, this weekend. Oh, we're
2: glad to have y'all.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, is there is there anything else you'd like to add about the meet? Um, about I guess the weekend, anything in general?
2: Just you know, if if spectators are listening, they're coming to the park. You know, it's it's a big event. There'll probably be at one point, 10,000 people in the park. Um, it's it's a good idea to get there early. It's like, it's like going to, you know, a large football game or something like that. You're not going to be able to just to drive up like some of these small cross country meets and park your car. And, you know, you're going to have to walk a little more than a hundred feet. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to be in a little traffic. There's just a lot of people. We think we spread it out good enough. Uh, we there won't be a lot of congestion, but, um, You know, there's a lot of people at the park at one time, so kind of plan ahead. Um, You know, if you come 30 minutes before your race to watch somebody run, you're probably not going to get to see them run.
0: I gotcha. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Coach. Thanks for joining us here. And uh, I can't wait to see you this weekend out there on the course. I'm sure you're going to be busy, but uh, hopefully I'll get the chance to see and say hello. I would appreciate it, and I'll be looking for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, that was our talk with Coach Glenn Roberts, the McNeil head coach, uh, talking just a little bit about the setup of the course and everything. Uh, what a great conversation with him! I'm excited to be out there this weekend. He's definitely got me pumped up. Hopefully, he's got you all pumped up. Uh, definitely be a great meet up there in Round Rock. We're gonna be bringing you all the best photo, video, interview coverage that you can ask for. Live updates on Twitter. Follow along there, Texas Mile Split on Twitter. Um, gonna be bringing it to you live all day, Saturday, and Will's going to be out there crushing that coverage in Houston at the at the Nike South meet, as you heard him, us talk to him earlier. He's going to be doing a great job out there. Same thing, photos, interviews, videos, race videos. Uh, we're just we're really excited to continue rocking and rolling with the season. We're about midway. Um, just keep rolling with it and hope to see you out there on the course.